Hello, and welcome to the New Rivers Press podcast, a program dedicated to new and emerging voices in the literary community. Today's episode is the Q&A session from our 2022 AWP author reading featuring Baudelaine Pierre and Rosaline Bertolino. For the questions, one I noticed with both you guys, and then especially during this reading here as well, um, is that you guys both have such a unique kind of style and also voice when you're reading your writing or just the writing in general there. Uh, so I just want to know what sort of things have influenced your voices in your writing. Mm-hmm. I'll let Baudelaine answer that. Is that mean of me to make you answer it first? <laughs> if you're ready, Rosaline, you can answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, what, what are my influences? Um, well, fairy tales for sure, um, which you probably can't tell from that story. That's probably one of a not very fair, fairy tale like. It's more Americana, I guess. Um, but um, you know, there's the green frog, the dead husband who's transformed and won't go away. Um, uh, so yeah, I would say fairy tales and folk tales. And um, oh God, who else? Um, I tend to like writers that are oh. Just a little bit, I don't know. I tend to like, um, strangely enough, writers from other countries. <laughs> I, I like the sound sometimes, and I know I'm reading them in translation, but there's something about the way that it moves into English. There's still a bit of that um, strangeness that comes with it. Um, so, I mean, one of my favorites is Italo Calvino. He's been dead a long time. He did a book of Italian folk tales, and he also has done some wonderful book. That, I wouldn't call it magic realism, but it's very strange and fantastical, and it's, to me, quite beautiful. Um, there's a writer, contemporary writer, um, called Jenny Erpenbeck. Ur- Ur- She's from, uh, she was from East Germany. Um, and... Um, you know, she's she's written some remarkable stuff. I mean, one of my favorites is End of Days. Um, and there's just something about she the way she moves through the 20th century. I mean, this book I can co- encompasses like a vast amount of time, but it um, it's very specific. And um, the trope is that it's it's sort of like based on one main character who dies over and over again, and then kind of comes back to life in the next, if you've read it, it's, it's remarkable. Um, it's really elegant and spare. Anyway, I'm going to stop because I've been blabbering on and it's Baudelaine's turn. <laughs> Thank you for that question. Um, in terms of inspiration, um, things that inspire me are everywhere, um, in daily life, in, you know, in nature, Mm-hmm. Um, obsessions that I have, and uh, so it's it's everywhere. So for me, there are stories all around, mm-hmm. and um, my writing process is pay attention to the stories um, to which I am connected to, the stories in which I am entangled, and mm-hmm. to pay attention to how I move along. Um, 
So um, I would have, uh, when, I, when, when I think about something, when I have an obsession, it means I need to pay attention. And to pay attention to, for instance, how this thing it could, it can be, for instance, um, about a theme like, you know, indifference. And I would, um, and, and, and it's not like I'm going for it, but things are coming into my life that really uh, put me into that place to see what, for instance, um, um, the theme or the situation, how it travels from one spaces to another and what it brings to me. Um, and I'm also inspired by events in my life. Um, my late father died last year. And uh, for a while I was obsessed um, about how you say, you know, he died in different languages. And I wanted to pay attention to which language, which language would bring, you know, the idea of him not being there closer to what I was feeling. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it's everywhere. And also I have two children <laughs> and they like to tell stories as well. So for me, writing is for me, the process of being made into something. So I do, Pay attention to the stories all around me and to see which one can you know bring bring me into life in different ways in the stories I tell and I also read a ton and a lot and I really appreciate was that intense um answer about you know reading from different you know writers and languages because it's an opening to see yourself different and bigger and more human so I like that as well yeah Thank you both. Yeah. As actually what you just said, Rodolay, kind of transfers into my next question I had, um, which is in both your pieces, especially the notice in the ones you read today, um, you're able to really channel like these kind of real world emotions, like obviously when you're reacting to these events from your life and then in Rosaline with um, the other characters in the story with dealing with this terminal cancer there. So I was going to ask, um, how are you able to um, find to channel these emotions through your writing, whether it's your own or someone else's? Um, there is a part of autobiography in all of the events uh, that, uh, that, that we witness. And, uh, and part of witnessing things for me is to see how I am being moved, how this event or how this situation um, impacts, impacts or has effect on, on me. And uh, so it means maybe it's a, it's a new language that needs to be invented. It's a new word, for instance, or maybe I have to move in a certain way. So the situations, um, I am being part of, they, they make me um, in different ways. And, and being made means for me to, to translate that into whatever way I can emotionally, or if I have to dance, if I have to dance through the words, I do that. If I have to 
to write in a language that is opaque, that I may, <laughs> that I don't even understand. So it's the situation working for me. And uh, because for me, the story is already out there, already written. I am only trying to tap into what I can to bring it, yeah, to life or to make sense of it, even if, if the way I make sense of it sometimes doesn't make sense to me. But uh, for me, what's out there is bigger. So I need to attune myself and this attunement, it's the process through which I am being changed and make, made into something else in the story happening. Well, I'm terribly envious um, of writers like Budeling who can write autobiographically and, and do it so beautifully. Um, because I, I feel like I lack that capacity, which is why I, you know, um, it's basically every story involves something that bothers me personally. Um, and that puzzles me that I can't figure out, um, that pricks at me. And, um, I, I feel like when I've tried to write, um, from my own experience, it ends up just flat. Um, and so I invent characters to take those parts of myself or those parts of my life or those trigger things, and then I can play and then I can make it big and control it in a way that, um, that I feel like I can kind of not solve it, but, uh, like illuminate it a little bit, like, um, so that I, I, I can, um, look at it in a way that doesn't, you know, like get me wound up. Um, so it's therapeutic in that way for me to write fiction. <laughs> I like horsing around with uh, different voices. Um, and, you know, some of it may be because uh, I've done my best to make sure, you know, my, as a child, my life was probably more exciting than I wanted it to be. And um, so as an adult, I've attempted to have sort of, you know, as boring a life as possible. <laughs> um, and um, you can't have a boring life and write a story about it. Well, I can't anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, thank you guys both for sharing about that one. Uh, I just had one more question for, for me here. Um, and that was, I mean, here we have a collection of these um, short essays and we have a collection of short stories here. Doesn't it ask, uh, what makes you lean simply towards like the kind of shorter format there for your writing rather than looking at, you know, an autobiography or um, a novel that's a little bit longer there. So why looking at kind of the short bursts of different stories there is my question. You first, Buddhali. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the shot fits really well into my way of life right now. And um, because I am very busy and also um, I am, you know, doing several things at the same time and and moving from different places, from one place to another. So the patterns of my life um, for the last few years have been a patterns of, um, you know, um, 
trying to catch uh, something into what I am living in the moment. So for me, it's a way of being and, and living in, in, this, in those patterns, in those spaces produce this kind of writing for me. And, uh, and uh, I, uh, my first um, <laughs> publications were novels. Um, and, uh, and it belongs to a period in my life where I was more settled. <laughs> um, but the thing is, um, this is, this is, this is what my life, my life looks like right now. And, uh, and what I produce and how I think, um, mold themselves into whatever I am living. And, uh, and I think it's still a great form to, to really capture um, things for which you don't need a bunch of chapters and you know, literature to bring them into life. And it's been a great, um, for me, exercise and um, a great thing to try to write short pieces and in those short pieces to really articulate and bring into life what I want to bring into life. And I, um, I am working on longer projects, um, but definitely I have a thing for 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 the shorts, uh, for brief or short essays. What's that in? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, I see what, like the way you do it though is like they're all kind of built off each other as well. So just you know, I like the the short format there. So I think you described it really well of kind of what I was seeing in your piece as well there. Um, so I guess it's my turn. I, um, the there's two answers, two sort of short, longish answers. Um, I love short stories, and and I've written, you know, mostly written in the short you know, story form for decades. Um, but I also am an unsuccessful novelist. <laughs> I'm like, but Elaine, I have novels in the drawer that really belong there. Um, I'm, you know, starting another one. So I, I would love to write a novel. Um, but I do also really love uh, short pieces. I love uh, short essays and I love uh, short stories because um, they're, they're kind of like a kick in the butt, you know, I mean, they, they're intense because of their shortness and um, they can be very contained. Um, and also you can, you know, you can finish one like before bed, you know, you can start one and finish one before bed or I don't know. I just, I think there's something really delightful about, um, you know, the economy of them, I think. Um. Can I add something? Rosaline, you mentioned earlier about, you know, being able to build characters around your stories. And, and I do think this is one, you know, one of the things I like about shorts is that different um, protagonists, different kind of storylines can emerge that you don't really see in a novel where it's mostly linear or around a, a certain plot. But the, the brevity and the multiplicity and the diversity that you can find in a sequence of thoughts 
um, as you said, um, Rosaline is, it's a really great form to work with. And uh, the world is more beautiful in short, in fact. <laughs> yeah, there is something fun about picking a character that you, you, know, you might not want to spend 300 pages with, but um, they're really compelling in like 10 or 12 or 20, for sure. Yeah, just seeing that little, that small window of this person's experience rather than opening up and being with them for over the course where they kind of look at the <laughs> issues and everything. Right. Especially if it's so life, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we're just going to wrap it up here then. Uh, thank you both again. Um, thanks, Bodolin Pierre and Rosaline Bertolino for attending our reading today. Special thanks to you guys. Thank you for listening to the New Rivers Press podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms at New Rivers Press and visit our website, newriverspress.com.